You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning, which for over 20 years has specialized in helping families and family business owners proactively design their estate plans. Here is McMillan Estate Planning founder and president, Sherry McMillan, in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770, talking about bringing estate planning to life in the retirement phases of life. We're going to live a very long time during retirement, and so it would be common that we would experience a few cycles. And so we need to brace ourselves during those cycles and have what I would call your emergency plan in your estate, in your life. And this may sound a little peculiar because most of us think about estate planning, as you've made mention, about dying. Well, we think estate planning is actually not about dying at all. We think it's about living and making sure you design your asset base to recession-proof it in cycles that we may have in the years to come. Now, thankfully, most of our life will not be a recession, so that's the good part. But that being said, when we do hit times of recession or times of uncertainty, like political change, for example, or oil prices fluctuating, and, you know, my older clients, Peter, say, well, you know, this has happened to me numerous times. This is not a surprise. This is going to repeat over many, many cycles of life. So how then do you employ good techniques in your estate to be certain that you are not going to jeopardize your situation for the decades ahead and be shortfalled. Because if you do live to 100, which is the forecast for many of us, we don't want to all of a sudden find out when we're 92, we have a little bit of a shortfall. And so it's really a fundamental important area that we want to plan for the good times, of course, but equally important or more important is how we plan around these cycles and retractions so that we have that safeguard really built right into the whole life plan. And it speaks to why the suggestion is that people should start planning a little bit earlier. It's certainly the case. And what we're finding is families want to know how they can build in security and safeguarding. You know, as we craft wealth when we're younger, uh, we would take a lot of risk typically in order to create our affluence. And we have not a lot to lose when we begin. And so we're prepared to do that. And we craft our wealth and we create our wealth. What happens, though, is as we mature, we have had a few speed bumps that we've experienced in life and we gain wisdom from that. And then what happens is as we're starting to shift, we want to slow down. We don't want the responsibilities in the same level. Um, We want to have maybe a time out in retirement and take some downtime for ourselves. We then want a measure of security built into our estates. And we find that every decade a family matures, they want more and more security, not less security. There's also another reason behind that, I think, Peter, in my years of experience, is that people want security on the wealth they've created because the numbers become quite grand. So, you know, it's one thing to risk $5,000 when you're young, but when you're starting to risk $5 million and $10 million and $50 million, you don't want to do that anymore. It's too much money. Mm-hmm. And so people want those kinds of measures put in place to make sure that foundation. And a lot of families use the word preservation. I want to make sure I've built it now. I want to preserve it now. How do I keep it? How do I keep it for myself, obviously, in my own elder care time, but also one day when I transfer it to my loved ones and the children. I do say that a lot of our affluent families that have crafted well through life have what I would consider a more complex life plan than maybe 
our parent group would have had. Our parent group may have gone south to Hawaii for a couple weeks a year in retirement and then, you know, stayed home the balance of the year. Well, that's not what we do in modern society. So it's very common for us if we have had success in life that we may have um, a property, let's say in the U.S., that we attend during our winter months. And then our children may live in New York or they may live somewhere else in Canada. And then we may spend time visiting them. And so what's happening is our estates are becoming much more diverse and our beneficiaries are becoming much more diverse, even in the locations of which they live. And that actually has a direct impact on your annual taxation that you're employing when you're designing your retirement design. And it also has a direct impact when you do a wealth transfer one day to your family. So it's not as straightforward as it once was where we would just customarily, you know, hold our estate ourselves use a will when we want to transfer it one day to our spouse or children, and off we go. Thankfully, though, I do say this, we have an amazing set of tools in our toolbox today in modern society for families. And when you have what we call a multi-complex estate like this, where you do have assets in many jurisdictions and you're in high tax brackets and your children live in jurisdictions and maybe you married a U.S. citizen spouse, All of a sudden, you need a more sophisticated plan, and you do need a life plan. And some of the tools that we get to use and operate work within the realm of not the common law system of will planning, but the trust systems of Canada. And they're not new, actually. We've been using them literally for hundreds of years in England and in the United States for all the wealthy families that have had wealth. So we're actually just cheating, truthfully. We're just copying what others have done successfully, you know, for hundreds of years. But now that we have crafted wealth in Canada, we start to have the requirement and the need as families to start to employ these kinds of wonderful tools that we have. So you have tax, you have trusts, and you have insurance, which is another favorite theme of yours and is a fascinating topic in its own right. I think people buy insurance term or whatever they they buy, but insurance is becoming more and more a very valuable tool in terms of financial planning as part of a life plan. I think what's really interesting for families to know that are affluent is that they have the privilege to what we call self-insure. And so most families, when we become affluent, we don't need this typical insurance that most of us need when we're younger, when we have little children or when we are um, you know, having mortgages and debt. Instead, when we're older, what we actually need is we need insurance from the portfolio of our asset base to cover off that tax minimization in our estate. And thankfully, in Canada, we have loopholes that we can utilize and optimize. And right now, they're still considered vanilla planning for us as families, where I can relabel a large portion of my own estate to become my own insurance contract, and it can grow tax-exempt through my life course and pay all my estate tax. And so it's like a massive, giant tax-free savings account as a family. And so we have this privilege now. I say we have this privilege with tongue-in-cheek, Peter, because we have a new government. And so uh, at present, we know that those tables are being reduced starting in 2017. But we still have a whole calendar year ahead of us before that occurs. And so many of us as families can 
can certainly enhance our retirement through this technique. Because imagine if a large portion of your estate could grow tax exempt, what that would actually mean to your retirement figures. And this is a good time, it seems to me, to suggest that a, that a life plan is a living, breathing document. It's not a bunch of words on a piece of paper that, that never changes. It is merely a blueprint that can be altered as circumstances require. And I think that's a really fundamentally important facet to good planning is that it can be flexible and grow with us. I call it growing up in retirement and I'm I'm not making jest. I say this with sincerity. You know, we go through phases of retirement because we're in retirement for decades. And so early retirement, we might travel a whole bunch. Latter retirement, we might want a property we attend frequently. Um, and then we have our elder retirement where we may not have perfect health. And so it's actually not one giant group of time. It's actually phases of time. And so your plan must be flexible and adapt and grow and change with you because your life will change as much as governments will change things. Tax tables will change. Legal will change. All kinds of things will change. But more importantly, your life is going to change and you need to adapt and amend that plan to suit where you are today. These and other important life planning topics will highlight the upcoming McMillan Estate Planning Life and Legacy Seminar Wednesday evening. You can register online at macmillanestate.com. When we come back after this short break, Sherry McMillan explains some powerful and often overlooked strategies that safeguard what families have worked so hard to build. This is The Strong Room. 